0: Welcome to Revive Fitness and Nutrition podcast. I have a very special guest on today. We were actually just discussing it's nearly our one year anniversary of uh, working together and it's Mr Ricky Long. Thank you for joining Ricky.
1: You're very, very, very good at giving me a great welcome on. I I love the fact you said it was a special guest and then said it was a one year anniversary.
0: Yeah, it is. I was was looking back going, how long have I known Ricky for now? And I thought actually it's been nearly a year. (laughs) So yeah, I like to make you feel that special connection that we have and I know um, it's one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast today because um, you spend a lot of time talking about the fitness industry, helping other people um, and that's why I want to cover off what does it cost to be generous um, and thinking about what that means for you and all the things that you do. So first of all, for the people that don't know Ricky Long, who is Ricky Long? It's,
1: it's such a good question because depending on who asks it, depends how you give the answers. So anyone listening, always ask people, who are you? And you get a much better answer. Um, I'm someone who thrives on seeing other people succeed. I love to see fitness professionals doing well, whether that's um, in their business, whether that's getting a certain amount of people into their, their classes, into their PT stream, or whether that's just getting somebody in, in good shape so I'm someone who gets a kick out of that. I enjoy the quiet life. So I live in a little, I call it a seaside town, Zurich. I'm sure people from Zurich would probably are, do that. Um, but it's uh, to me, it's a seaside town. It's 45 minutes west of Glasgow. Um, and a, a lot of my life revolves around my phone and my laptop. So this is a long way of me trying to say, it means I don't have to go into the busy cities. You know I'll, I'll go into glasgow when i have to i travel to london occasionally with work um and the novelty of that for one or two days is fine but i enjoy the quiet life you know it's just that's that's who i am i'm passionate about helping fitness professionals as long as i can do it quietly <laughs>
0: <laughs> as long as you don't have too much grief <laughs> and i think it's that uh... Ultimately, what we're talking about is everyone throws around the work-life balance and I think for you that is Yeah, you just amplified that in terms of you get to where you live and for people not seeing you on Instagram Amazing views always jealous of Ricky sitting out looking (laughs) over. I wouldn't go for the open water swimming personally But But yeah, it's that blend of how you use technology to allow you to do the work you love But also give you that overall lifestyle as well.
1: Yeah (laughs) good. I've said this loads. I had the idea about 2011, 2012 to use a Facebook group for the members in my club at the time. And so they were, I'll try and give you the short version. They were paying for a 28-day, like, paleo challenge. It was in, in January. Obviously, that's kicking in. It was a way of the, the gym. I was a manager of getting more revenue in. And of course, you know maybe 20 people did those 20 days. But come February... That group was still there. That Facebook group was still there. But of course, it wasn't an income stream for the gym anymore. And I remember having the idea at the time. If I could, I didn't use this phrase, but if I could monetize that group, then I can work from Facebook group. I could, you know, work online. So I had the idea back then. I just never knew how to monetize a Facebook group. I didn't even know the word monetize because um, essentially you can't just charge people to be in a Facebook group. I mean, no, nobody's paying for that. I'm not trying to charge for that. If you have to give them a reason to be in said Facebook group, um, and I think, well, I'm sure I'm sure you're feeling right now as a fitness professional is you can do just as much damage to the fitness industry, and I don't mean damage in a good way. You can create as many success stories online as you can in person, and what. The fitness industry is going to find out now and fitness professionals and gyms and gym managers and all is there's going to be this wonderful hybrid approach to both i.e you're not just going to be an online trainer you're not just going to be an in-person trainer people are going to start to do both the public are going to demand both from now on
0: yeah i think it's definitely interesting times i know you're saying there about how you developed the facebook group and looking at how you monetize that and grow your business and what you can offer people but i think you add so much more value over so just for anyone who's listening who doesn't know you who thinks it's a product that you're ultimately selling it's fitness you're providing solutions to people but for me it's more than that it's the gen- so when I say generosity I talk about like time money you know talk about praising people building people up and you do a lot of that without expecting anything in return so do you mm-hmm. think of yourself as a generous person in that regard
1: when you when you sent through the the title of the podcast Like it's difficult not to think deeply about that question. And I don't want to um, be kind of nonchalant or anything, but I don't think of myself as a generous person. I just, in some ways I'm quite selfish because if I put out a piece of social media content that I know is going to help a fitness professional, it makes me feel good that it's just helped one person. If it gets one like, or gets 100 likes it doesn't really change how i feel if i know it's useful so do i feel that i'm generous i uh, know i'll leave that to the other people to kind of decide well, what i i just i just put stuff out in social media and have calls and do podcasts that i kind of enjoy and like if, if people like it they'll like it i'm sure i'm sure uh, well i know occasionally i'll get it wrong and i'll overstep the mark um, but then some people like that as well like when i go on my rants about fitness instructor pay I mean, I know the fitness instructors love that, but gym managers just give me a wide berth as soon as they say that. And I'm just like, hi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's it. And it was a question and a title that I wanted to provoke that deep thinking on because I knew you'd come back and say, no, I don't think I am. I just kind of do what I do. And it also makes me feel good. But at the same time, there's lots of people in your position and say the Les Mills world, for example, who don't do the level to what you do. So if i take one example of recent times in terms of the zoom the zoom setup like i would not be even thinking that i could have music running on my classes on zoom and it is a pain in the ass we all know the volume mm. settings all the rest of it but yet yes. again yes <laughs> in my life you think you've got it nailed and then the next day it's like people are like, i can't hear you what and you're just like oh no. my god so well, frustrating
1: every, everything's the same as last night yeah oh, you do a sound check ten minutes before your class nice. is due to start, and you've got your friend on to say, you know, Ricky, that's absolutely outstanding, brilliant. You hit play for you know the other ten people in your workout, and you're like, can't hear you. And I'm like, for fuck. You're
0: jo- yeah, Zoom. Oh, oh, honestly, it <laughs> has been like, Mike, I'm not a big tech person anyways, you know, but uh, oh, Zoom has just been the total bane in my life and we spent hours and hours, exactly what you say, testing it and then I've be going back going, what's Ricky saying about this? What's this saying? <laughs> so when you posted that the other night, saying about the fact that you do need to play about with it, and it'll be different every time. I was like, okay, because I'm so hard on myself about perfection and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, thank God he's saying that. So it's not just me that's having these issues. Um, yeah, yeah i've ripped up my notes of what the different levels are for settings i'm like forget it's different every day and i've told I've my got, guys that
1: i've got something new for you which oh, i yeah. think zoom only have put in like in the last week so if you go to audio settings just now I see beside your arrow down yeah. by mute um let me do it at the same time audio settings and then you go to advanced uh-huh, yeah. There's now a box that says show in meeting option, enable original sound.
0: Show what option?
1: Um, show in meeting option to enable original sound from microphone.
0: Uh, okay.
1: And then what I can see, you, you turn that box on, and then there's a little toggle button that I can see, just above where your head is. You know you know yeah. your wee window that you live in in Zoom? Yeah. Uh, there's a little box that says turn original sound on or off. So if you have that on, what that helps do is stream the sound, sorry, yeah, the music and the voice as one, instead of the system trying to think, okay, there's music here, Mm -hmm. there's a voice here, there's a little bit of wind here, and it's trying to get the participant, where that's just, boom, sending them all, which is what you would get in an ordinary class. Okay.
0: Okay. I'll try that one as well. <laughs> I'll try that. But yeah, I know mine done another update this morning and I was like, oh, great, because it sounds great this week and it's done another update and I'm like, here we go. I think it's 5.0.2 yes. now or something like that. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, things like that where you come out and I know Les Mills have used it, wide your information and stuff in terms of what to do and how to help people, but no one else has done that. So whilst you don't have necessarily all the answers, you look to seek and help other people. And I know you say it makes you feel good, but you could keep that within your own network if you like, your immediate family, but you go further that and you share that with people. And you've also gone out on Facebook groups asking people to be positive and said, look, if anyone needs to speak to me about anything at all, knowing that there's a big challenge of mental health and things at the moment, just give me a call. And not a lot of people would do that. Mm-hmm. And what do you think kind of drives you? I know you said about feeling good, but is that because over your years of experience that maybe you felt like actually you've not necessarily always had that help or you've received help from others and that helps you give out what
1: drives me to do that i don't know if there's a single one thing i mean i could throw out a couple of decent quotes and kind of cliche sayings ultimately the reality is is if i if i know i can add value to a situation if i can help one person or you know, several people about something which I find pretty easy or fun. Like I, I've I no, just had a rant about Zoom. I've enjoyed getting to know Zoom, and I've I've used Zoom for years. Yeah. So it, when there's a whole lot of fitness instructors wanting to start to learn Zoom, and I know how to use Zoom, I think it's. I would be a dickhead if I didn't put my hand up and say, "By the way, I, I know a little bit about Zoom. Here's what I know. Take it. Run with it." um and that's how it would be with everything you know you'll remember me saying this if you're asked the same question five times create a piece of social media content about it so is because if five people have that question another 55 people have that question so that's kind of how i've programmed myself especially in the last i'd say especially in the last year but especially the last two months you know every single like daily i'm getting questions about online training zoom I'm even starting to get questions right now about is it okay to PT in the park? Yeah, and it's it's easy for me to get in my, the my high horse and say well, go and listen to the government, listen to what the government tells you. But people are general; they're coming to me, and it would be easy for me again to say, listen, I'm a PT, I'm, I'm not a scientist, I don't have all the answers, but what I would prefer to do is give them my expertise provided i feel i have expertise on it listen if you're a pt out there and you want a pt in the park i mean i'm not saying go go do it or don't do it it's like go and listen to the scientists what i'm saying is if i know about something i'll share that knowledge because yeah i i i I couldn't imagine not like to use a, a les mills example you know let's say somebody posted in the les mills one of the les mills groups and said i can't um i can't download the stream music for the you know the live stream classes i know exactly how to do that you know i don't need need to think about how to tell that person to do it so for me just to see that post and scroll by it and ignore it i I just wouldn't do it
0: and i think that is um i would say one of your kind of values of strengthening your character because as much as you're saying that's built in you wouldn't scroll past it there'll be plenty of people who do um, and as we were speaking just before we started recording, the time pressure at the moment of when you're doing things online, a lot of people don't realize how much work goes in the back of doing classes. And obviously you're doing that yourself with Lindsay, and um, you've got all your jump stuff. So you've got a lot going on in the background, but then to continuously be helping people as well, is quite a demand on your time and that pressure. Would you say over, cause I know you've said previously, you've never been so busy as you have been say the past month. Has that taken its toll on you, or do you think you've had some good tools to help you balance that and have time out as well, rather than getting overwhelmed by all?
1: Nobody has ever experienced a lockdown before, um, to my knowledge. You know, maybe some people have somewhere. So it's it's very much when lockdown happened. There's kind of two choices. I'm gonna sit in the ass, do nothing, and I'll I'll take. And, you know i know finance comes into it um i'll take the money i've been furloughed with um i'll you know sign on i'll take the tax credits whatever it might be and i'll sit and do nothing or i'll use this time to do something and whether that do something is totally selfish like learn how to learn a new language um, learn how to do handstands at least you're doing something so i couldn't imagine not doing something i could not imagine sitting down and binge watching all 30 films of the marvel um franchise like i couldn't do that i would you know you have to get up and do something so i'm i'm one of those people and i know you're similar julie is yeah. you'll fill your time and sometimes that you know, that busy be productive kind of pendulum swing so are you being productive or are you being a busy fool you know someone who's productive gets one thing done really really well and someone who's busy is maybe doing seven or eight things at 60 70 percent and I'd far rather be the productive but you're always going to swing into the busy section um, and yes, it's about balancing your time you know, we talk about work-life balance um, you know, I talk about the 80-20% rule you know, as long as 80% of the time you're doing something towards your productive goal then the other 20% time you can do your stupid, as I call it and do whatever you want to do whether that's watch a Marvel films or learn how to handstand or, you know, just, you know Chill out and have a glass of wine at 2 p.m. in the day. That's as long as that doesn't turn into your 80%, as long as you're not having a glass of wine at 10 a.m. every day of the week, the likelihood you, know, you get towards your productive goal, yeah. it might take you a little bit to with. Um. So, I guess that's a long way of me saying there's two choices. There, there's always two choices. You can either do something about it or accept what you're given. And not that there's anything wrong with these rules, but I would, especially in lockdown, I want to do something about it. I want to come out of this knowing, I hate, I hate the, uh, I want to come out of this a better person. You know, I want to come out of this knowing that I've done something with lockdown, blah, 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 and all that. I hate that kind of speech. I just want to come out of this knowing that I have been proactive in doing whatever I'm doing. Yeah, I think there's a bit of coming out of it
0: and it's kind of like we say that you've grown or you've developed in some way. It's almost like you've utilised this as an opportunity as opposed to feeling like you're just surviving it. How can you use it as an opportunity to do something that maybe you haven't done because of the everyday life pressures? And I know I've got a PT client who um, said to me that she's going to come out this healthier and fitter than she ever has been before. And she also said if she's going to die of the virus, she's going to die fit and healthy yeah. and with her hair and nails perfect. So she's got yeah. all her home kit and stuff. So yeah, so it's quite funny how people's different mindsets around the whole thing, and how people are going to come out at the end of it. And again, it's not putting pressure on to say, like you say, you have to do this, you have to do that or compete with other people. It's just about what's right for you in terms of what that means.
1: Yeah, and, and there's been lots of stories about how people are getting into really, really good shape at this time because yeah. they're not at work. So they're potentially not being um, exposed to as many bad food choices or, you know, they have more time to exercise and food prep. So pe- people are making what is the best of a, a bad situation. So it, it's about what you choose to do with your time. And if listen, if you're sitting here and you're thinking, you know what, I have a really stressful job. I'm enjoying sitting at home for these two months and, you know, being paid my, my furlough wage by the government and all that, I'm, I'm using this time just to sit around, fine. As long as, in, in my eyes, as long as what you're doing is a plus on your life, do it. And, you know, for me, you know, I, I've been working online for a long, long time now. And it's quite, dare I say it, it's quite easy for me just to share what I've done with other people, like it's not, <laughs> I kind of I don't feel like I'm doing anything advanced or extravagant you know people ask me oh, I'll give you a, a quick one of a PT how do you set up your mailing list let's go use MailChimp and I can explain to someone how to use MailChimp in 10-15 minutes I can direct them to content I've written about how to use MailChimp and suddenly that person can email you know a thousand people with a click of a button
0: yeah, and I totally get what you're saying where you're, it's second nature, but I think what comes from, if you like, that being second nature is sometimes you don't necessarily recognise everything you do and you just mm-hmm. do it without questioning it. And I know previously in that role I've been where you end up doing more and more and more and yeah. sometimes you can get kind of close to that burnout because you're given so much all the time. And I know spoke mm-hmm. about 80-20 I have seen a few times where you've maybe said, I've got off social media for a day. I need time out. I need to take that weekend off. Is that something you've had to do quite conscious? Do you think you've been a wee bit caught out by how much you've been given out recently?
1: Yep. Um, so for any fitness professionals listening to this, or in fact, anyone listening who's used to working with people and now you're working online, I call it your laptop fitness. So if I can speak specifically about a fitness professional, you probably wouldn't think much of spending 56 of the hours a week in a gym. Gym floor, doing classes, doing whatever you're doing. Now, to spend 50, 60 hours in front of your laptop, that's a new type of fitness. And I'm talking physical and mental. So, there is the posture side of it, there's the nutrition side of it, and there is the mental concentration side. Um, and whilst I would be quite engaged in how to use Zoom, the, over the last few weeks, I've just noticed I'm doing so many Zoom calls. It's kind of, you know, it's come to Friday, and, you know, we're doing our pub quiz. And as soon as that pub quiz is over, I'm like, uninstall Zoom, log out of Zoom. I'm not going near Zoom until Monday again. (laughs) Um, And so what I found in the last two weeks, especially, it's just that reallocating days, tasks to days, just to make sure that my life isn't constantly um, answering calls, questions, DMs. And you have that time where. And you know for systems over willpower the the only way I am not answering a message is if I'm logged out of that platform. So I'll log out of Facebook on my phone, I'll log out of Instagram, um, Twitter, etc. etc. I had I know I figured out a way to do this. I have you know the mail app on an iPhone?
0: Yeah.
1: I can't open it. I sorry, I can only open it between seven AM and eight AM.
0: Uh okay, so you set like a time restriction
1: on it. Yeah. So the only time I can read an email or reply to an email is between seven and eight AM. Because I've I've tried it the other way around, just said oh, I'm not gonna check messages, I'm not gonna check DMs. But we have the I think it's the dopamine effect. Uh you know, generally it's officially you get a shot of dopamine when you see the you know the little red notification. Yeah. Or you get the you get the ping. Yeah. You get that little shot of dopamine. You know it's a drug. It's addictive. We're, we're all addicted to it. you know whether you admit it or not. We're all addicted to that shot of dopamine. You know it's it's why when you're sitting watching TV and the adverts come on, you do not watch the first advert because as soon as the breaks comes on, you pick up your phone because we need that shot of dopamine entertainment. So S A S was on last night, Celebrity S A S. You watch that. As soon as the adverts come on, I am not watching that advert because I need to pick up my phone and I need to see where my next a uh, shot of dopamine and entertainment is coming from. You're smiling because you know you do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get so annoyed with myself like I'll like put my phone down turn it over so I don't look at it and then yeah. you'll be going to work on something and maybe something you got you a bit of creativity with or you're not sure how to approach it and you find yourself turning it over to look at it and you're like what am I doing and you still yeah. find yourself doing it although as much as you can turn off notifications and stuff or you find yourself in an app and you're like, "How did I even get here? I'm right. meant to be doing this thing, and I'm sitting looking at seeing if anybody needs me or if I can help anybody. When I'm meant to be doing something that helps somebody anyway, but you yeah. just keep getting pulled back to it.
1: It took me three days to send a message to someone because I thought about right. I need I need to text her. Um, I didn't I didn't need anything. It was just a check in message. It took me three days to send the message because every t- there was a little bit of friction because i didn't have her number stored on my phone so mm-hmm. you, you can't just go to whatsapp and type in her name you have to go you have to scroll down and find mm-hmm. it but it- so that friction has me scrolling and then boom i get distracted by something It took me i thought about it on there was a trigger on saturday which meant i need to text her and it was this morning i finally got around to texting. her how shit's that
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it would have been different had she been in trouble. Had mm-hmm. I needed something, there would have been less friction. My my brain needs to go there, but because it was just a general check, and it took me three or four days to send that message—Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday—yeah, four days. Um, so, in answer to your question, what I do at the weekends is I don't I, I don't leave it up to willpower, systems over willpower. absolutely did, signed out of, phones turned off, um, you know, phoneless walks which, you know, I can't worship enough the idea of having a phone walk. You, you kind of get Missing Leg Syndrome the first few times you do or Missing le- Living Syndrome. It's like you're yeah. out without an arm.
0: That panic
1: <laughs> of, oh, where's the phone? Yeah, yeah, where's my arm?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I think it's one that I've tried to do, um, not successfully yet. Um, but yeah, tried to go out without the phone. Yes. Yeah, I don't think because we rely on it for so many things now. I mean, the panic, I mean, it's not such an issue now, but when all your music's on it for classes and stuff, the panic when you think mm-hmm. you don't have your phone. is Oh, it. yeah, totally. So it's that thing of, it's almost that unlearning of actually, we're probably using our phones for less things now, like you say, because we've got Zoom and different ways of doing things and working off emails and desktops and laptops. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's definitely that digital detox. Like, if you know you can't, apply these systems by yourself then what are the te- how are you gonna use technology to help you use those systems so things like yeah. time so you can't access things mm-hmm. physically even just switching off your phone so then you can't look at it you know it's off and like mm-hmm. i set a timer on mine to do tasks but i still end up looking at my phone to check how yeah. much time i've got left rather than <laughs> it to go off
1: i'm big into the speech about uh, friction i was in uh, atomic habits by james clear and it's the less friction there is for something, the more likely you are to do it. So the really, really good example is most people keep their biscuit cupboard beside their kettle. So there is zero friction when you boil the kettle to having a biscuit. Where all you need to do, if you move your biscuit cupboard to the other side of the kitchen, the likelihood of you having a biscuit as soon as you boil the kettle is much uh, less because there's friction the other example is do, do you watch netflix do you have netflix i do but
0: i'm not a big tv watcher in general
1: so what our tv does this and it drives me to absolute distraction is every now and then you'll turn on the tv and go to netflix and it's signed you out so you have to input digit by digit your username and your password again uh, okay so it's friction so quite often i said no i couldn't be bothered not watching tv because that, that's how sensitive we are to friction. So the easier it is to do something, the more likely it is. So if I delete my social media apps, for me to go and check Facebook, I now have to turn my phone on, go to the app store, download Facebook, remember my username, remember my password, put it all in. And if you notice what social media, Amazon, um, all, anywhere we would shop, is you don't have to put usernames and passwords in anymore because Google remembers everything for you. It's removing that friction.
0: I was about to say that as a big one for me. I don't have patience with passwords and, yeah. and when Google doesn't remember it, it hacks me off and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to bother. I know. <laughs> Even if it's someone that's going to take money off me every month because I haven't logged in to opt out that month, I'm like, oh, I'll come yeah. back to it later and before I know it, five days have gone and the money's yeah. come off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, where's my money? <laughs>
0: totally. I don't have to go in and buy a, like gym kit because the money's come off and it's stacking up.
1: Because... <laughs> to... Yeah, so... When when you're trying to get that downtime, again, you make it make it difficult for yourself to access your social media, and then again, you know, put your focus somewhere else. So try sitting on your sofa all weekend, you know, with nothing to do, and saying, "I'm not going to go on social media all weekend." Like, you're giving yourself a task here. So give yourself something to do. So obviously we're we're in lockdown right now. Everyone's doing decorating. You know, we, even we've done it, doing gardening, um, might be cleaning out the car, might be washing the car, give yourself something to do so it was, your brain's not spending time trying to fight the, I'm sounding like we'll have an addiction here, well I realise how this probably sounds. It's, you know, give, give your brain something to focus on rather than focus on what is not allowed to do.
0: Yeah, it's almost the art of distraction when you've got like a toddler yeah. and you don't want to doing something or notice that someone's left and you're trying to distract them to take their mind off what that thing was that they're focused on.
1: Yeah. Like, don't touch that hot plate. Everyone wants to touch the hot plate.
0: Yeah.
1: Instead of, you know, you, you know go, go and touch that, i do a cold spoon. Probably a shed example. But at least you're you're giving them the <laughs> focus elsewhere. <laughs> it's totally
0: the art of distraction, especially when it comes to like nutrition. Um, have you moved your biscuits away from your kettle, then, Ricky?
1: Yes, better than that. We have. So the nutrition place are, are going to hit this. Is we buy the you know the bags prepackaged fruit like the little bags of apples. We yeah. we buy loads of them. They're cheap and they're just easy removes friction. Um, we put them on top of our coffee machine which is beside the kettle so as soon as the kettle boils, the first thing i see is fruit fruit first thing in the morning and why the nutrition
0: police
1: going to hate that so some people um would claim that pre-packaged and sliced grapes and fruit and all that you know there's preservatives and all in it you're getting crap off the plastic and all that you should prep it all yourself and blah all of that and I'm like yeah it's fruit I mean it's, it's better what would you prefer have a pop-tart
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh I remember pop-tarts see if you have one now they're pure nasty <laughs> it's just like horrible you can't believe that you used yeah. to like go over that because it was a fashion and a trend at the time so you had that one there's still pop-tarts yeah yeah you can still get them normally in like the American section of Tesco's
1: oh i want to get pop-tarts <laughs>
0: You you'd be so disappointed. Like, <laughs> I remember not to burn your mouth.
1: <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that and pop tarts and what was the other one? Um, potato waffles.
0: You still get them? Yeah,
1: oh, I'm so I still popular. have
0: a potato waffle every now and then. <laughs> I still got some in the freezer. <laughs> They're like my go-to if you know you've like not had time to get food or whatever. You're just a bit organised. I'm like. Heinz Beans on bird's eye Waffles, that's a go-to.
1: Yeah, that, that's a solid meal right there. That's a proper lockdown on a budget meal. Yeah,
0: got, me <laughs> got out, nobody's <laughs> delivering anything because the internet's gone down or it's just taken two hours to get there and you're starving. So yeah, yeah that, that's <laughs> like the emergency supply. <laughs> <laughs> so then back to being generous, Becky. So I would say you are a generous person, definitely in terms of your time and what you give out to others. And I'm going to put in your words, so for people who don't help others because maybe they don't have the time or they feel like they're busy doing something else or they become quite inward during this time and just focused on themselves, what would you say the tips are to help people think of others during this time or in your words, to stop being such a dickhead? (laughs)
1: Um, it's, It's a good question. Um... For I can only speak for myself personally. You know, it feels like it gives me purpose. Um, and for some people, you, they they may not, they might feel like they're already living with purpose. So the idea of going out of their way to to help others, like kind of out of their purposeful reason, it, it isn't even on the radar. Uh, and that's I you know I would say that's fine. Um, so for me, it's it, it gives it gives me a purpose again it sounds really cliche, but it does it's, it, i believe it's my purpose on this planet is to help fitness professionals like I believe that's why I'm here because I've seen so many brilliant fitness professionals, brilliant people before I started the industry um through no fault of their own sometimes it is a fault of their own. Um, you know i've been in the industry long enough i've been through enough i've seen enough good things enough bad things i've made enough mistakes um where i believe that i can help other people and uh, you know i try not to speak about things i'm not qualified to talk about in terms of experience um i could go off on a tangent about actual qualifications but in terms of experience i've seen a lot in the fitness industry so if i've I, I guess it's a long way of me trying to say, it. I believe that every fitness professional should be able to succeed. And I don't believe the fitness industry is set up that
0: way. Agree, I agree with you. It's i <laughs> you know that I would agree um, very yeah. much. I would say you have to be proactive and um, very self-motivated um, haven't been freelance. I've not heard from the gyms that I work at at all. Not one yep, thing.
1: Yeah, me
0: neither. Me neither. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting when we go back in and things get up and running and suddenly calls yeah. will either come in or they won't. Um. So, yeah, I think it's that thing of how you treat people. is the thing I always go mm-hmm. back to. Treat people how you'd want to be treated. So
1: I that think that's you know, always
0: my kind of main one.
1: I am very, very excited for the text message or email I get from In Replied Leisure and from David Lloyd's for when the gyms do open a game, um, to start a conversation. I'm very excited to see what that looks like. Um, cause I haven't heard from, and about three or four weeks ago, when they have mentioned them on a podcast on social media, mm-hmm. but not mentioned them. You know, I have not heard from David Lloyd's personally, I have got a generic disgusting letter from their head office telling what self-employed people should be doing right now. Um, And then from Ibercly Leisure, I've got absolutely nothing and it's kind of like, okay, what is our next conversation going to be? I'm not looking to fight, I'm just very, very intrigued to see what the next conversation is going to be. And this is not me having to go at the staff in positions, because I understand the staff in position um, might possibly be furloughed themselves or going through trauma themselves. Um, i'm speaking about these companies as businesses because like i kind of finished my the last one with i don't believe the fitness industry is set up to help fitness professionals succeed and a fitness professional succeed more that by definition means more people are doing fitness in their life which means they will be giving more time energy money to the fitness industry which means the fitness industry succeeds
0: Yes, it's that cycle of the more you give and invest in people, the more they'll give back.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, if if you've 10 successful fitness professionals in your fitness building and you bet your life you're going to have hundreds, thousands of happy-paying members. But how many gyms do you walk into and you can look at the 10, I'm talking specifically fitness staff, and say, they're happy they're being looked after just 10 just 10 like it's not, no.
0: it's not there and it comes back from my experience for this whole process is how much i'm servicing those clients because the big gyms aren't and yeah. they were coming to me asking me about opening asking me what's happening and i was getting hammered and i was mm-hmm. going to the gym saying look when are you guys communicating and it took about three weeks after they shut to communicate and i was like what yeah. the hell?" Um, I said, I was, actually what helped was when I said I was going to invoice them for being their comms manager. <laughs> they, yeah. they, found, they found a resolution. but
1: <laughs> I, Ironically, Richard Branson and Virgin, because Richard Branson and Virgin have got a lot of bad press in the last month or so, um, but one of his quotes is, if you look after your staff, they will look after your customers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, this, this is a very, very famous quote. I, what, I 100% believe in it um and the fitness industry especially the big players have just shut up
0: yeah
1: i mean you look at what crossfit gyms are doing right now you look at what the smaller independent gyms are doing right now they could not be louder on social media and trying to connect with their people and the bigger the bigger ones are just and again i think that's because they're just too corporate there's you know too many suits sitting around the table
0: yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you because, like I say, I'm the one servicing their clients, so it will be interesting because they know I've not heard anything and the communication with them weren't great, so I've helped them and supported them and continue to do so in a number of different ways. Um, obviously, yes, there's things they pay for me for, but there's a lot of stuff they don't pay me for, um, but I'm mm-hmm. helping, supporting them physically, mentally, nutrition, yeah. the whole shebang, and the people that they pay a member monthly membership to, not a word. So I think it's definitely, as you said, showing the gaps in terms of supporting not just us as fitness professionals, but also that client base as well. And people remember yeah. how they've been treated during this time.
1: Exactly. Here's, here's one for you. So obviously I love a rant about fitness instructor pay. And you know, if, if the going class rate, I know it's not, but let's just say it's £20. You get £20 for your class. So that's based on you standing in front of a room with 20 people in front of you, an average cost of a pound per head 20 people in the room you're getting paid 20 pound pound per head the industry actually aims for a little bit less than that in and around 70p yeah so now the industry is starting to do a lot of things online and on facebook pages and on youtube Mm -hmm. so if i agree to do a workout for club a and they film it and they stream it and 20 people do it and they're paying me 20 quid. It's still a pound per head. But what happens if that video gets another 20 views? Suddenly they have just paid you 20 pounds to service 40 people. And if they're still using that same video six months later, and now it has 1,000 views, and they've just paid 20 pounds. So I'm very excited for those conversations because there needs to be a through a lack of a better word like a royalties fee so the same way if you you know when you see friends in channel five all six of them they're still getting a couple of hundred grand per yes. episode for us to watch that episode you know 20 years later so if i do a workout for you today and you pay me 20 quid but well, you're still going to be streaming that workout i mean within a month there's a thousand people have watched it where's where's my take on that because they've all just paid you in some way they have paid to watch that mm-hmm so um, are we going to have a conversation like it's, it's a penny a view or for every 100 views you get, it's an extra fiver? So like the the converse, and again, you, that sounds like I'm being negative about it. It's actually a really, really big positive because if I do a class for gym A and it's on social media and if I know there's um, a good relationship between me and the gym, I'm more likely to post about it on social media. I'm more likely to promote it and get more people doing the next few. So all of a sudden I'm getting more people into fitness. They're getting their results. I'm getting more people into GMA, whether it's online or live. So they're getting more customers, AKA they're getting more revenue income. And why would I still do that for the originally agreed going rate of 20 pounds? So it's that circle again. If everybody's feeding each other, everybody is, ha- everybody wins. That's the thing about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I can totally see where you're going for it. It's that kind of licensing thing. And I know I was like looking because I'm doing like five workouts a week with guys freestyle. So making up, I haven't used any Les Mills material with my guys. It's all been freestyle stuff that I've made up. And I thought here, I need to drop a note to them. I could sell them some programs.
1: <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's
0: that whole thing of like you say, it's almost that license. So if you're creating that whole class, And then they keep using it and using it over and over. It's a product essentially that you could use over and over because you know the success of it. So how do they ensure that they encourage you and look after you to keep providing that quality of not just class, but content Mm -hmm. as well and experience?
1: Because of the relationship, and this might shock a lot of people, actually probably people who listen to this podcast won't be shocked because they're connected with one, one of us, is the relationship between gyms and personal trainers isn't actually that good so the amount of personal trainers who during this time have maybe spent two or three thousand pounds on home-based gym equipment on turning their garage into a gym and when the gym's open again they might not go back and pay their rent because why would I pay you five grand a year I've just I've just paid five grand to turn my garage into a gym and I can bring all my clients here Mm -hmm. So and it's just going to look so much so different because all of a sudden the pts the good pts out there will value themselves more and they will be in such a position of opportunity where they can say you know what i've been going back to the gym because i really enjoyed doing that i really enjoyed the connection i love my gym and now i can add this extra value to the gym so you can perhaps renegotiate terms and at the same time if the gym's think they're going back to the way it always was there's going to be a lot of their good pts just won't return
0: and i'll be honest i am debating it because Mm -hmm. i look at the errors i was doing i didn't get any support in terms of i'd invest in myself do all my own training own licenses everything so i was bringing money into them and essentially i've been able to give my clients a cheaper price where i still earn the same money by taking out the cost of that gym where I wasn't getting anything from yeah. them other than utilising that space um, but I have all my own kit anyway so for me other than a mixer and a headset that i bought for doing Zoom stuff I've not had to invest any more. Yeah. and if anything it's saving me money because I'm not whizzing around the whole city getting to different gyms yeah. so I'm now pulling together what does my product look like for when the gyms do open and potentially I don't return.
1: Yeah. People think they, people may think they need a gym to get into shape. You don't. You need the right information and application to get into shape, whatever getting into shape means to you. And that's a person. And there's a lot of PTs out there who might think, I need a gym in order to get clients. Well, the whole landscape has just changed. Yeah, like you, you know, Again, this is very, very black and white. No member of a gym wants personal training sessions. They don't want classes, they don't want um, inductions, they want to lose weight, tone up, bodily build, strength train, that's what they want and personal training might be an avenue for that. So they don't care about, they don't join the gym for the personal training sessions, they join for the results. Now people know they might be able to get those results without joining the gym. I can do online training. And I would also <laughs> add to that
0: the connection. They want the connection and somebody who listens to them. Yep. That might be their only point yep. to kind of vent and say what's going on in their lives and someone to listen yep. and not judge them. Yep. Um, so I think for me, certainly what's paid dividends is a connection that I build with people know what's going on in their lives and what's yep. happening. And it might be that they're not at the stage or they can't lift heavy or they can't do this or that, but I make it adaptable so they can join in, take part, come and have mm-hmm. a workout suitable for them and it gives them that connection, that human connection as well. That's
1: it. That's why we want to have this Wonderful hybrid of online and live training where um, customers of the fitness industry, if I can put it that way, can have the choice. Previously, they may never have looked online. Now they're being forced to look online. Um, students of the fitness industry, aka us personal trainers, have been forced to move their business online. Um, and the only way, uh, listen, you know, you throw shit against the wall, some of it sticks. You know, so everyone's just trying things right now and hopefully people are gonna look back on their first online Zoom class in six months' time and think, Whoa, that was so bad compared to what I'm doing right now. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um and that's like you know, we've said it a few times. I think the fitness industry come October, come you know, November of this year, is going to look incredibly different, but incredible at the same time.
0: Absolutely, and see when the music and the voice works on classes in the morning, for me, yeah. it's like, yes, such yeah. so a buzz and it is like, yeah, you could be anywhere, like everyone's yeah. having that great experience, mm-hmm. so definitely, I think it's exciting times ahead. So Mr Ricky, i to get some people to know a bit more about you, I'm just going to finish up on some questions, and oh. get a bit of fun questions here, get into oh, the, the mindset. No.
1: Yeah, that's a good pen. That's a good pen you've got.
0: This pen? Oh, look, it's a jump 4.2. I've
1: just noticed that. Yes. So I didn't realise it myself.
0: Training uh, nutrition uh, and mindset. Uh, you know I'm a stationary uh, queen. Uh,
1: yes. If
0: you free stationary, I'm going to take it. Uh, right. First of all, so you've got some flat pack furniture. Do you read the instructions or just bash on with it?
1: I look at pictures and bash on.
0: blend of the two so you look like, oh that's what it's meant to be. It's got a couple of legs, a back on it.
1: Yeah, I'll try and do it from the picture alone without reading exactly what screws and nails and bits I need.
0: And how does that work out for you?
1: I normally have to start again. (laughs)
0: I asked that follow-up because I'm the same and I was trying to build a shelving unit. How hard could it be? And then realized I uh. had bits and arrows and it was all around me. Uh, around. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on a night out. Imagine that. Night out with your friends. You've got a choice. Black Sambuca or tequila? Tequila. Mm, really?
1: Yeah, tequila. I do like tequila.
0: Do you do the whole salt and lime?
1: 100%, yeah. I'm not... Uh obnoxious person at the bar i'll make sure everybody knows i'm doing tequila i'll be shouting tequila i'll be i'll be asking the question do, do you do you lick first or do you suck first even though i know i know but i'll still ask it because i just i want i want i want everybody not just to know i'm doing tequila i want everybody to do tequila with her here's a controversial one so i was at a bar once and he'd ran out of lime because we'd had so many so much tequila shots that they moved on to lemon
0: what's your thoughts okay. on lemon
1: um, normally the time I'm doing the keylet it doesn't matter anyway
0: <laughs> I was going to say it's must you're
1: going to say I don't care <laughs> yeah I was going to say I'll suck at anything at that point but it's probably the wrong type of podcast to be saying that on don't chop that bit out <laughs> I
0: was going to say well, leave everyone's imagination to whatever that is <laughs> <laughs> okay you mentioned Netflix earlier so what was the last series or box set you've watched
1: oh Julie perfect timing I am binging on Suits Are
0: so. You?
1: I watched Suits like when it was first out, 2011, 12, whenever it was. And I'm coming up to the end of season three, which is pretty much where I left it back then. So what um, has just some,
0: happened now? Because I can't remember
1: which one I'm on. So I, I do know... Spoiler alert for anyone. I do know Mike goes to prison at some sort. I don't know if that's the end of season three or the end of season four. But Mike has not gone to prison yet. Uh, Jessica has... Harvey has just told Jessica that he's going to try and take over the firm. So oh, that, you're so exactly behind, like, I like <laughs> I'm like,
0: that's ages ago, so much more has going to happen. I know,
1: I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I just,
0: they never seem to sleep, though. That's the thing that confuses me, they don't seem to ever
1: sleep. They they're, they're living the perfect lifestyle because they don't seem to need to sleep, they drink constantly through the day, yeah. and they always know what to say. Like they, like they're the smartest people, and they're just—they're so manipulative. I, I, I secretly want to be Harvey Specter. That's—that is my goal in life. What's your five-year plan to be Harvey Specter? <laughs>
0: gotta get the hair going.
1: <laughs> Do you know what? It's nearly long enough, isn't it? Well, I suppose there we go. Uh, you've got a bit longer to go before
0: you get <laughs> the mark going for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're at the cinema. You've got a choice of a hot dog or pick and mix. Hot dog. Really? Yeah. Oh, do you not think they're a wee bit dodgy at the cinema, though, that dry bread roll?
1: You give, you give me the choice. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> I'm just making sure you've done the right thing.
1: I'm, I'm generally savoury over sweet. Lindsay would be the exact opposite.
0: Yeah. Plus, if you buy a hot dog, it's not going to bankrupt you compared to the pick and mix.
1: Oh, is that, especially with Lindsay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> would you say you're a night bird, sorry, night owl or early morning bird? early morning. What time you
1: get? No, normally, it's in and around 5.30. Um, lockdown, it's been slightly different. Um, I've just enjoyed... I'm probably staying up a little bit later and lying in just a little bit longer. So the normal routine was up at 5.30. I'm in the car by 6.00. I'm in the gym by quarter past 6.00. And actually, we just walk on a treadmill until 7.00 and the workout starts at 7.00. So I use that 45 minutes. That's just... That's me waking up. I'm either listening to podcasts or I am um, uh, maybe replying the messages or something you know with it just it's not a training session I'm not counting steps yeah. it's me waking up you're kind of liking it some people would travel an hour to work yeah. it's kind of that's me traveling to work I just have to be on the yeah. Um but now I'm kind of training at home so I don't need to get up just as early so maybe getting up about six thirty, coffee little bit of fresh air outside kind of you know take the dog out, it's not the same type of walk, train at home, ready to start work halfway at nine o'clock. Pretty
0: setting your routine
1: though. It's good that you've got that focus in the morning. Yeah, you have to. and It's, you know, coming back to, if you're not used to working at home and you're starting to work at home, you need to replicate what you've been used to for the last three, four, five, 10, 20 years. If it normally takes you an hour to get to work, you should be taking an hour to get to work. If you normally get up at 7 a.m., you should be still getting up at 7 a.m. Um, I even went as far to say as you should still, perhaps, if it's safe to do so, depending where you live in the country, um, get in your car and drive. Because if that's what you're used to doing, if you're used to walking to the train station, walk to the train station and then walk back. Because that's what your cognitive brain is used to. Again, keep it safe, stay two metres away from everyone. I mean, if you're in England, maybe you can do it three or four times a day. If you're in Scotland, you can. Yeah. It's only well, the 12th <laughs> well, disclaimer totally
0: nailed. Yeah.
1: Please check the information with the World Health Organization and your local prime minister. Local prime minister.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the same though. I, first week, I was uh, having a bit of lying. Didn't work for me. So I'm back at 5.15 every morning. Because I just mm. found I was chasing my tail and just not being productive. Yeah. Right, final killer question. Oh, it's going to be a uh, see this one goes. <laughs> no pressure. A biscuit with chocolate spread or a revived cooking brownie?
1: I would definitely be the revived cooking brownie. But I think I would now, I would have a satellite a of biscuits with spread <laughs> around it. <laughs> The revived cooking brownies. I mean, I, I said this at the time. They sat beside our kettle for you know, a month, two months before well, before Lindsay made them, like I didn't make them, and they were so good. They lasted easily four minutes before they were <laughs> all gone. I just hit them all.
0: <laughs> it's actually um, a lockdown challenge to keep them in stock because he's selling them on Amazon, and okay. they keep selling out quicker than the delivery comes, pick it up, and put into stock. So it keeps, like, selling out, and he's sold so many. Like, he's selling, like, 7, 10, one person bought 12. They're just mm-hmm. literally flying off the shelf at the minute.
1: Well, it's because people, you know, we used the example of decorating earlier. It's what people are doing is cooking during this time and, yeah. you know, baking cakes. And, for, again, back, again, what we were talking about earlier, friction, is I do not know how to bake a cake, but... I would not know how to bake brownies from scratch, but you can give me a premix and tell me yeah, all you have to do is open the packet, add a little bit of water to it, add a little bit of this, stick it in the oven, stick it in for 45 minutes. That could be completely wrong, how to do brownies, like I said, a little Um And then you have baked brownies. I'm a happy man. <laughs> I was just going
0: to say, you fully exposed yourself there, add water to chocolate, you know what happens with that, they split the chocolate? <laughs> I don't, I don't. know. <laughs> What,
1: what do you do? So once you open the packet, what do you do?
0: You just chuck it. I don't the either. <laughs> you chuck it in. <laughs> You add some egg or something. You stir it around and chuck it. That's why it's got instructions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let me read them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've made them, but I follow the instructions.
1: Mm. I think when we had them, we... I think the second round, I had them with cold custard. I love cold custard. It was really good because they, they the brownies were hot and the custard was cold. And then you start to get this like amalgamation of the two where yeah. like it just it looks like a sticky mess in your bowl and you're know, you're five minutes later the all the food's gone and you know you lick in the bowl and you've got custard and, and brownie all around your face. And it's good. Times.
0: Okay, Ricky, thank you for joining. If anybody would like to connect with you who hasn't already, what's the best way to do that?
1: Take your pick on a social media platform and type in Ricky Long forty two you will find me Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, you will find me Ricky Long 42.
0: And I'd also say you've got Jump 4.2, not just for fitness instructors, anybody can join?
1: Anyone can do it. It's em at group fitness enthusiasts. So if you're a group fitness instructor, it'll work very well for you. If you do group fitness classes, it'll work very well for you.
0: Thank you very much for your time Ricky I've really enjoyed talking to you today Nice to connect with somebody a bit different Out the inner fitness circle at the moment mm. So it's good to connect with you again Thank you for joining
1: Perfect, I've loved it